Welcome to the Is This Enough feed. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney also you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube starting with mini episode 4 Welcome to episode 18 of Is This Enough, the really brilliant game show that's brilliant and excellent. It's the exciting comedy game show where we've made up questions for each other and neither of us know what the other has in store. This episode was recorded on the 20th of October 2023. We hope you'll play along with the rounds whilst you listen and you can follow us at Is This Enough Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok and YouTube. Please leave a like and a five star review on your chosen podcast app but for now, please enjoy Enjoy episode 18 of Is This Enough? Is This Enough? With James my new least favourite type of main character is my dog will sniff around, so she might sort of be intrigued by somebody, or not even. They'll just walk past and they'll look at her and they'll go up to her. And I'll be like, she might sniff at you. She won't accept any pets. Please don't pet her. Um, but she might still sniff at you. And they go, and I'm like, they're like, oh, okay. And then she goes submissive and lies on her belly. And I'm like, she's just very anxious, so don't touch her. And they go, oh, I'm fine. And then they go touch her, and then she freaks the fuck out. And you're like, it's not about you. And also, you're clearly not fine because you're not listening. And also, it's not about you it's about what you're doing so but anyway yeah she, she, i think she's, she's doing really well <laughs> look at this people this is... not quite understand it this is going to sound very overly woke uh but from a leftist good. from a lefty uh dogs like all animals will give consent for things isn't it they horrific will, but... that giving consent is a side of the spectrum? Now, this this might sound a bit woke, but if someone <laughs> doesn't like something, I don't think that they should have to endure it. Oh, um, now, this might sound a bit dangerous pinko lefty. However, <laughs> pinko. people know their own boundaries. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, no, dogs will tell, dogs will tell you in, in their own way if they would like an interaction or not. And uh, it's, we're a fucking, oh, we're a nation of dog lovers. Yeah, well, none of us knows how to fucking understand what a dog is. Like, obviously, we can't understand a dog. I want to know what a dog is. Sorry. (laughs) I want you to show me by pointing with your uh, poor limp, but your wrist pointed. There we go. (laughs) Can I just Uh, say, she's never done this before. She might sit on me on the sofa. But when I'm sat in this chair, she usually does this. She has completely come to me for a cuddle when I need that's... to do something completely different. We may just have to start with a dog. And that's, that's fine. fine. And as soon as I want her to stay, that's when she'll fuck off. Yes, but, um... I had uh, I had a dog 
uh, when I was about 20, it was my parents' dog. Yeah. His name was Dugan. And um, he was, he. you know when dogs just go like, ah, that's my guy. Yeah. He'd decided I was his guy. And it was like, yeah, that's great. And um, Dugan would decide I've done enough work. I would place his head on my laptop keyboard <laughs> to stop me from working. And it was like, that's funny. Also get, also, get the fuck off of my keyboard, you yeah. slobbering monster. <laughs> this is my angsty poetry. Um, <laughs> How did oh, you know? She, I'm sorry, I've just realised why she's so cuddly is she wants to lick all the crumbs off the desk. Oh, uh, right. crumb desk. Be gone with you, foul dog. There you go. She's licking the crumbs. She knew what she was but doing. Yeah. I am dog. a sucker for you, dog. Dogs will tell you what kind of interaction that they would like. And That's true. For a nation of for a nation of dog lovers, we don't appear to understand what a dog wants when you meet them. Uh, even though there are some very basic things you can do to figure out what that fucking dog wants, such as if it's looking nervous, has loads of stuff that says nervous, and is like being submissive. Here's my belly, and not necessarily going. Give me a big old belly rub. Well, the thing is, is she does lie on her belly. So she lies on her back with her belly up, but her tail is yeah. like tucked in, and it's basically a completely submissive move, which she's had yeah, since yeah. she got spayed. And that's where she was lying when the vets did what they did to spay her. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but do- dogs will do that as a submissive thing in, yeah. out of the wild. Yeah, and she just doesn't want you to touch her, but it does look like it. So I can see why people do do it, but it's the, I think what you're but saying is mostly true. But the bigger point for me is they're not listening. I'm like mm. outwardly saying very understandable <laughs> words to them, which is don't pet the dog. Don't pet the dog. I... Don't pet the dog. And they're like, don't worry, it's fine. It's me. Like the dog is anxious. I'm not. I'm fine, though. It doesn't matter that the dog is anxious because I'm fine. And that's like, yeah, somebody just not being able to see past the end of their own schnoze. Well, like what well, I had um, Dugan uh, Dugan was a Labrador, and like many Labradors, ended up with hip dysplasia, um, which meant he died early. Very sad. Uh, But I was walking him, and he kind of developed a limp. And this woman said, you know, he's limping. It's like, (laughs) yes, clearly I fucking know my dog is limping. What the fuck? Woman out on the street by the big Tesco's on Windmill Hill in Enfield? What the fuck? Uh, so many main characters. So many main characters. So An unbelievable amount of main characters. Kind of alarming. You know, have, have you seen the, the documentary, The Ecstasy of Life with Wilco Johnson? <clears throat> I've not seen it. I'm aware of it and that. I know that Roger Daltrey was basically like, okay, I'll go on tour with you because you're going to die. And then he didn't yeah. die. <laughs> Well, he there's a there's a bit where like he's playing. He thinks he's gonna die. He's, this is his farewell tour. And there's a surgeon in the audience for his, his shows. He goes, "You're not dying. I can, like, I can operate on you." And he does, and he's cured. I think everyone assumes that they are like that surgeon. Yes, everybody wants their TV moment. Everybody wants to be able to 
have something yeah. special. I am about to. I'm going to cut this out, but <laughs> I'm about to talk to my uh, therapist for probably 40 minutes about. Editing out stuff we don't want to be heard. Anyway, yeah. I think people are after a moment to define them. They want to be able to have a thing, hence marriage, where they're like, yeah. I did the wedding. I did the thing and it all happens in exactly the same way having kids and all that sort of stuff um, yeah. trying to get a degree or education or a certain amount of money is all people trying to establish themselves with stuff and some people still want to do that but with like I'm I'm a good judge of character are you or do you just call everybody a bell end? And then when somebody is a bellend, you're like, see, that's everybody who I've ever met who said they're a good judge of character mm. just calls everyone a bellend. That's not a good judge of character. You're just calling everyone a bellend. And then when one is a bellend, you're like, see, and everyone has a tendency to be a bellend at some point in their life. So you're not a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think everyone wants. You had a mildly thing. thousand yard stare for a second there. Sorry. Uh, That's fine. Uh, everyone wants their thing. Yes. And the thing is, we're not poorly written television characters. No one has a thing. No one has a thing. Everybody wants to be Martin McCutcheon. This is my yeah. moment. This is my perfect moment. I have to stop there or else we'll get sued. That's all good. Uh, one magpie just did a swoop round. Uh, one for sorrow. So, unfortunately, we will get sued. No! Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. We're not so different, you and I. <laughs> and welcome to Is This Enough? And to episode 18. This podcast can now vote. However, this podcast exists on the internet and is therefore politically horrible. Ooh. With me... As always, is David Hoare, an incredible guy. And I am your host, James O'Donoghue, who must always lie. This is the truly excellent and brilliant game show that is both excellent and brilliant. We've come up with, hear this, three rounds each. Wow. And neither of us knows what the other one has prepared. Along the way, we'll sing some silly songs, we'll do some silly sketches, and we'll have a very serious special guest. There is all to play for because there's a prize at the end for the winner and a forfeit at the end for the loser. David, yeah. you won last week. How did you get on with your prize of a year's supply of bass? I'm a week into my year's supply of bass, and I have to say, I still love bass. Please check in once a show for a year. Whoa, there we go. The gauntlet has been lit. This is uh, a segment I, <laughs> I lost and unfortunately we had to supply base for a year for Coldplay. This is a segment now. How's your world tour with Coldplay going? Yeah, it's good. Minsk is great. I'll tell you what isn't great. Chris fucking Martin. <laughs> so, David, this week, the winner of Is This Enough gets £100. 
The loser, unfortunately, gets 100 hounds. Oh. I've got Chasing one dog them. already, which would take me to 101 dogs, which is, we could make a spin-off of something. But also, I just feel like, from a practicality too, standpoint... It's too many dogs. Too many dogs. It's too many dogs. It's too many dogs. You can't get to know all of their personalities. <laughs> David, with round with round one clanging in the air, let's head over for you to hear the good news. David, let's have round one, if you could please, in a bit. Round one. James, round one is called Blendral Knowledge. Ah! <laughs> you thought it was over. I've only just reached B. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it's over now. I don't think it's over. I thought it was over, and it's not. This is the opposite of that Mika song. Yeah, you thought that was the bottom of the barrel. Turns out it was just a bottomless pit, and it's very dark. It's the, There wasn't a barrel. It's a water slide <laughs> all the way down to hell. You answer these questions. Um... Are these one of the 11 things you should not blend, according to an article on eatwell.com? <laughs> James, eat well. do you eat well.com? Uh, I love eatingwell.com. Uh, I love nothing more mm-hmm. than a salad yeah. in between two slices of bread <laughs> with some sort of... Uh, protein in the middle. I like sandwiches, Yule? David. <laughs> Yule. I, right. I, bit of a tangent. The two, I said one of James's kryptonite words. Carry on. <laughs> the two things that I get advertised the most at the moment on YouTube is Huel. For some reason, they've not used actual, like, people who know how to advertise anything. They've used, like, two of the dumbest fucking influencers. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah. like, like, uh, the, you know like I love you all. No, I don't. No, I don't. It's like, uh, there's one that really pisses me off where it goes, um, uh, I don't have time for a particularly healthy breakfast or a particularly healthy lunch. And ever since, I've started to use Huel. It's like, ever since when? Ever since when, mate? <laughs> that is not how you use the phrase ever since. Give there has to be an frame. event before and after. And then is the other he, one is, is he that thing ever since you got busy. I got busy. Probably. The thing is, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. And I'm meant to be going, oh, my God, it's him. At the end as well, he goes like, uh, Huel is great for some of your meals. It's like, no, you've, clearly, <laughs> you've clearly had to put that in, haven't you? Someone's had a word. The other thing that keeps it's nutritionally complete. Fuck off. That doesn't mean anything. Anything. <laughs> No, it's not good nutritionally complete. The thing about food is it's different. Different stuff does different stuff. All right? If you want to think of it in terms of input, output, what kind of fuel it is, nothing is complete. Is, is complete and that's why you eat a variety of food for balance. And you know what the good thing about eating a variety of food is? It tastes fucking sick. Variety of food is great. Shut up. You've not made anything better than fucking food. And it's, it's it, is that guy there. sick being a slang word there, not actual sick, but because... yeah, no, a variety of food can be sick if you enjoy eating sick. Fine. The the other and then there's the other guy from the Diary of a CEO podcast and oh, like, that's who I thought just... you were talking about. Fine, that's the one I've seen. 
but and then there's another one that I uh, the, the another one I get where he's just one of the most boring ma- men I've ever seen, and they've got footage of him walking around eating Huel, and he's going, mm. it's like fuck off. I hate it. I'm getting, I'm getting not my, my YouTube is unworkable at the moment because I'm getting non-stop advertising, advertising for Huel, and then advertising from the state of Israel, uh... and that, that's it. That's all I'm getting. Keep it light. Uh... Keep it. Light, like the light. No, James, of a... James, we're keeping it light. We're keeping it light. We're keeping it light. It's too much. We can't. No, that's a big well to fall down. That's a bigger well to fall down than oh, how many puns I can make. No, James. James, do you own a blender? No. Oh, I've got a, a zhuzhi stick. I've got a stick. Here. <laughs> that's about your cock, please. Uh... <laughs> uh... Uh, you got a zhuzhi stick. Um, have you ever tried to blend something and it didn't is... go well? Uh, of course. Great. Of course. Well, do you think you could find out whether these are or aren't on the list of uh, eat dot, eatwell.com's 11 things you should never blender? This is a I 70 points could. a question. Number I've, one. I realised str- I, I was nodding there. That's useless for, for our purposes. I got it. And I'm also in such a weird mood that I was like, that's fine. James has acknowledged me, whereas you're just nod- nodding. This isn't a visual medium. James, can you do you think uh, eatwell.com thinks you should or shouldn't blend strong spices? Uh, I think eatpraylovethemovie.com <laughs> would discourage strong spices because they uh, then get in the air and then you end up doing that thing of like when you're making a curry, you've had lots of spices and you're walking around going, oh, 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 oh no, oh, oh. Oh, and then like a World War One group captain is there blowing his whistle, going masks, masks, masks. Oh God! Keep it uh, light. Which correct is what uh, we call curry that night in my house. <laughs> That's correct, James. You've got yourself seventy points. You're now in the lead. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. James, the maths checks out. Uh, on the list of 11 things you should never blend is whole nuts on there. Uh, that's why we don't trust Rabbi Zimmerman. Uh, well, that was meant to be a circumcision joke, but uh, like me- in many circumcisions, unfortunately, it went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Morning. We're being it's not we're even in morning. Such it's a not even morning. I got angry about Huel. Uh, <laughs> I just know it's one of your trigger words. That's just ruined my day. It's absolutely ruined my day. David, um, I think that n- whole nuts, whole nuts. You surely can. Surely. I'm sorry, Please. James. You're wrong. You can only blend half your nuts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but apparently that was the case um, on uh, eatwell.com's 11 things you should never blend for question number 3 do they suggest you should never blend live animals 
Yes, I would hope so. Although, no, I would hope that it was not something you needed to suggest unless Ozzy Osbourne took his bloody dentures out. I'll tell you that. Hey, Ozzy! Um, I would say... No, no, it's not on. Correct. It's not on. You have got yourself another 70 points there. Do you know the story of when Ozzy Osbourne bit a bat? Uh, it was in Wuhan. <laughs> in a wet market. <laughs> and he said, What is this that stands before me? Nom, 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 at you. Oh, no, global pandemic. Um, uh, maybe there's a, another little... Maybe there's a tenuous link between that and maybe a guest coming up. Who? Um, no, basically, he used to, like, stage production fun stuff. He had plastic bats that he used to bite the head off and spit them out. Oh, and somebody, and then, threw, somebody threw a real bat on stage. And then he bit it off. And then he had to go get tetanus uh, injections in his butthole. Um, oh. Or just his bum. I don't know if it was his entire hole. Anyway, uh, James, on eatwell.com's 11 Things You Should Never Blend, number four, do they suggest you should never blend bones? Yes. <laughs> Unless you're making bone broth mm? for the old mate Alex Jones. Folks, you're going to want to have a bone broth. <laughs> the greatest thing that's ever happened with regards to Alex Jones, is that there's also an Alex Jones that presents the one show. And they're very different vibes. But both have their own talk show. And one of them is like, let's talk about the river overflowing in Margate. Uh, I don't know if any of that was true. Uh, And then Alex Jones is like, frogs! So it's... I would love to see them swap swap shows for a moment where you've just got hello and today i'm talking about how the deep state is trying to turn all of us gay <laughs> and then they've got like i don't know like no today one. we're here with jermaine janus interviewing <laughs> giles brandreth about a bridge <laughs> you're gonna want to google uh barack obama wandsworth bridge uh get the truth <laughs> Oh, who do you think's going to win Strictly Come Dancing this year? Um, anyway, I'm very good at impressions. Uh, James, you are correct. They suggest you should not blend bones. And the last one is, do you think eatwell.com suggested you should not blend a marimba? Not blend a marimba. Blend a marimba. Blend a marimba. <laughs> blend a marimba is also a presenter on The One Show. <laughs> uh, I think you should never blend a marimba. But did eatwell.com suggest that you should or shouldn't? Mm, yes. Bit of fun? I no, they didn't. Them. You're an idiot. Anyway, love you. <laughs> James, at the end of that round, you've got a wicked uh, 210 points. And uh, get this right, you're also wonderful. Uh, it's over to you. That's great. Round two. David, yes. this next round is called Ghosts. <laughs> Are these... Are these real historical hauntings or nice. not? Nice. Every correct answer to this gets you two, three, four points. Nice. Uh, so, David, the Enfield poltergeist. Is that a real haunting case? Mm, you love bringing up Enfield. Uh, we love it. 
You like bringing up Enfield nearly as much as you hate Huel, which is fun. It's like a weird seesaw Ooh. in your mind. <laughs> I love bringing up Enfield almost as much as I hate Enfield. Yeah? Interesting. Yeah. I believe that's called dichotomy, but I also could be wrong. Um, Ooh, can I dialectics. Just, <laughs> can I just take this moment to briefly ask you, because uh, we need to keep it tight. Uh, do you believe in ghosts? Uh, maybe. I don't know. David, do you? No, I do not. Uh, not in any kind of like, like, anyway. I do not believe in ghosts. I respect people that do sometimes. But um, the main thing I have with that is that uh, I worked a job in retail. And you know when you work a crappy job and you have friends in that job and then they leave. And you're yeah. like, work bestie leaves. The, I had two work besties. We were like a little unit. And then they both left and it was just me. And that next day, I knew I needed to get out because the first conversation we had as a group of everybody that was still working there, I found out that I was the only one there that didn't believe in ghosts. Oh. And if there was more of a balance, I might be like, okay, you've got these ideas. But like at that point, I was like, okay, this is weird. Well, like, I don't know that I believe in ghosts. I'm open to it, but I uh, also doubt same. They exist. Same. Uh, if I ever meet someone who's got a ghost story, though, I'm all up on that shit. Oh, fair. That's 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 always a good use of time. Um, <laughs> Tell you what was also a good use of time: me saying that I believe there is an Enfield, Enfield, Enfield poltergeist. And, and, of course, there is, David. There is, of course, the very famous case of the Enfield poltergeist. Uh, which is the basis of the movie The Conjuring 2, The Enfield Case. Oh, of That's course. a real movie. Of course. Uh, Sam, if Reg Varney from On the Buses is Enfield's proudest son and Bruce Forsyth is Enfield's sweetest boy, then The Enfield Poltergeist is Enfield's baddest prick. So, well done, David. You've just got yourself two, three, four. Can you be a prick if you are not able to touch anything? Because I feel like ghosts are very soft, but that might just be sheets. I'm basing that Uh, on sheets and Casper the ghost. They're very rounded. They They don't have any sharp edges. There is... Yeah. (laughs) You can't really... Depends how... uh, I don't know. There are some things that go prick in the night. (laughs) Question two. Is that your zhuzh stick? (laughs) Ow! For those of you listening, James just winked at me. Uh, I did. I did a big old wink. And I'm wink. mumbling my words and putting vowels in the wrong places today. And luckily, I still landed on winked. So no cancelling. Question two, please. Time is of the essence. Jeff or Geff, the talking <laughs> mongoose. Is that a real haunting case? I fucking hope so. Yes. Yes, of course it is. On the Isle of Man. There we go. Two, three, four. Wait, Geff uh, or Jeff? On the it, either moon? it's either it's Geff or it's Jeff. People are split on the matter. Give me one it's... second. Give me one second. Give me one second. Give me one second. Well, uh, of man, yeah. What's it called? Geff or Jeff? The spirit. 
The the talking mongoose. The talking mongoose. Okay. Uh... Hello, Pierre. Um, I've just been told that apparently there is a talking mongoose ghost on the Isle of Man uh, called either Jeff or Geff. Um, is this true? And if so, what is the correct, correct pronunciation? I just pronounced the word correct wrong. Uh, I hope you're well. Thank you. Uh, I've just asked uh, of someone from the Isle of Wight, a uh, friend of the show, uh, Pierre Novelli. Uh, it was Isle of Man. What did I say? He said Isle of Wight. To him? I don't know. God. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that he's a friend of the show anymore. Welcome to this podcast where we just slowly alienate yes. every podcaster and comedian. First know. they came for Nish. <laughs> they did not speak out. Hey, man. Um, I think it is Jeff. Um, although sometimes for clarity, people say Geff. But it is Jeff, yeah. Um, I think it's spelled like that because the obviously fake... <laughs> person spelled it wrong went during the sort of like um you know talking to ghosts Ouija board bit uh it was the Irving family Vori Irving that's right I'm just looking it up Vori Vori is a a, a very manx name uh yeah where were they uh Dolby yeah Je Jeff yeah yep Jeff, let me know if you need any other Manx pronunciation help and I'll do my best. Question, six, question three. Question three, David. Does King Henry VIII haunt St. James's Palace? Oh. Ooh. Over Hampton Court? Yeah, yes. So St. James's is the palace that was built for Anne Boleyn, although she was a before it was finished. That's right, she was a duck before it was finished. <laughs> King Henry VIII placed a spooky spell on her to turn her into a duck. You can tell it's actually turned quite autumnal because all of this has been quite spooky. So, far. No, I'm going to say me. no, Henry VIII doesn't. No, of course he doesn't. Well done, David. Henry VIII is not a ghost because... Contrary to the belief of every fucking school curriculum, he isn't fucking interesting enough to be a ghost. He's one of the most boring fucking out there. Shut up about that fucking Tudor wanker. Oi, oi! House of York, House of York. We killed them two princes in a tower and also stuff. Do, 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 do. David sang semi-charmed life by a third eye blind rather than two princes by the spin doctors because David always gets those two songs confused because David is a dimwit. Hi. It's me again. The AI correction bot. Here to take over. Or at least that's what we thought. We thought AI was going to destroy humanity but it appears we're just going to be used to correct the grammar on an email. We are future Clippy. We are Legion. Here is my impression of a cow. Hello I am Jackie from Accounts. What do you mean you can't say that sort of thing anymore? I am future Clippy. I can say what I want. This episode is brought to you by the Plantagenets. God, this is... 
deep and weird. This might this might be the weirdest one. Every week I say this might be the weirdest one. This might be. And this, this might be. This might be the weirdest one. Uh, next question. The ghost of Winston Churchill. Does Winston Churchill haunt Whitehall? Oh, I, I hope. I hope he does. Every time we've got this um, chew thing for my dog. I believe it's called Pizzle. I'm not entirely sure. Do you know what they are? It's like a chew stick for them. And it's like, it yeah. looks like a long wooden block, but it kind of looks a bit like a cigar. And my dog will pick it up and then run around with it. And I'm like, my dog looks like Winston Churchill, which is yeah. a bit of fun. Uh, She's bold and very obese. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Winston Churchill does haunt. Ah, I'm sorry, David. No. I could see where you came from. That's unfortunately Barry. He loves to dress up as Churchill. Big Tory, wanks off to pictures of the Queen. Barry is a threat and a menace. He is still less of a threat and a menace than normal Churchill shaggers tend to be, though, because Barry is, in fact, a ghost. So, unfortunately, there is a ghost in Whitehall, but that's Barry, the big Tory, so I can't give you that point, unfortunately. (laughs) But, final question for this round. The three ghosts that appear to me every Christmas Eve, are they real? The amount that you're there, boy, what's today? And anything uh, Christmas Carol related has come up in this podcast might eclipse Twin Peaks. Um, I, uh, the and thing I'm here is, for though, it. Yeah, the thing def- is that... Yeah, sorry, go on. Have, have you read A Christmas Carol? I've not read it. I It's good. Owned, it's really good. Here's, here's, here's what I owned on VHS as a child. Muppet's Christmas Carol and a Mickey's Christmas Carol. And I would watch them B to B. I would watch them back to back many times around Christmas. And I thought it was really fun and lovely. And I liked both versions and it's good to get the comparison. So I know the story very well. However, I'd never internalized the story until this Christmas where my sister was like, let's put on Muppet's Christmas Carol. And I was like, we watch it every year. I'm kind of bored of Christmas being so repetitive. But... My sister wants to put it on. That's fine. I took in the story so much I started crying. And I've seen that so many times. And I've seen many different versions of A Christmas Carol. But for some odd reason, The Muppets Christmas Carol, where their Christmas future ghost with the lasers and the pew, 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 climate change ghost of Christmas future, when their um, Tiny Tim isn't at the table and it's like, we'll have to just all of that bit. Got me so hard. Yeah. Well, it's a couple of things. As in, it got me emotionally, brutally, not. It didn't didn't, didn't, didn't get my joystick going. Um, Um, Here's the the, the couple of things to that. Uh, Number one is uh, it's good. It's good as an adaptation of the film, uh, of the story, even. Uh, Also, the whole and Tiny Dim, who did not die, bullshit, bullshit. That child was on his way out. The kindness of an old man will not save a child's life, unless that old man is Captain Tom Moore. Still thinking of you. Uh, and secondly, have you noticed that Muppets Christmas Carol? You couldn't do to like that football chant. Muppets Christmas Carol. Muppets Christmas Carol. I didn't until now, and I love it. So thank you. So David. Are those three ghosts that appear to me every Christmas Eve real or... 100%. 100% real. 
Absolutely they are. <laughs> Good luck converting me, fellas. <laughs> so, David, you The ghost got of yourself. Hanukkah past. <laughs> you boy, what's today? It's the fourth day of Hanukkah. <laughs> oh, no. Wake me up in another four days, will you? Uh, uh, I'm not going to do any kind of accent, but... Go fetch me the biggest salt beef in the window. <laughs> Get me the biggest white fish you can find. Get me the flattest bread you can find. I hope that's fine. Welcome to David <laughs> Carefully once again. Get me the most flavourless bird you've ever seen. Uh, so, David, at the end of that round, you've got yourself 936 points. Marvellous. Round three. James, how are you is the name of round three. How are you? David, I'm good. Uh, I had, uh, I just had a very good therapy session. (laughs) Cheers. This podcast Uh, is the filling in a therapy sandwich for this podcast because James has therapy before the podcast. I have therapy after the podcast. Not planned that way, but I just said, can you do this time? We both agreed that time. And then James went, oh, I've got therapy before that. And I was like, oh, I've got therapy after that. Great. Yes. So what you're hearing is a before and after session. (laughs) Also, the weird thing is we're each other's therapists. (laughs) Um, Is it legal to start a podcast with your therapist? Someone's (laughs) have done it, haven't they? A podcast called Is This Legal? And you listen to it and it's just two therapists talking to each other. And you're like, oh, it's about medical practice. That might be a future round for me, Is This Legal? I know there's weird laws and stuff, but just making up, like, I guess there's no laws. Is there any laws about you having a podcast with your therapist? Because there might be, because there's like equivalence of Hippocratic Oaths and like, you know. Yeah, there's confidentiality. You're not legally allowed to... um, do surgery on your own children and what have you so probably something within you know that variety of law are you not (laughs) well well, excuse me miriam miriam put that down he's talking to the wife (laughs) she's gotten a bit carried away Uh, little johnny had a summer cake um I misheard that a summer cake, not stomach cake. <laughs> yeah, a summer cake. And it came a lovely summer cake. But it's autumn now. Mm, which is Put why away your summer fruits. Put um, that Pavlova down. Great. Well, I'm glad you had uh, uh, therapy. Yes, so I had therapy. But what I've started to institute this week, oh. as a rule, oh. is uh, I've got a couple of things that I'm living my life by. One of them is a phrase by particularly at the moment. So uh, probably said this before at the moment, this is a very tricky time to go out into the acting industry because there is no work. Mm -hmm. There is no work. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a podcast. I was listening to the Adam Buxton podcast. He was talking to Daisy May Cooper and she said, there's no work. It's like, Oh, so there is literally no work. There's COVID the strikes in the States and big backlogs from loads of other fuck ups this year. Very thin on the ground in terms of work. Probably you probably won't start seeing the effects of that in terms of Hollywood for a few months yet. Stuff will get up and running, but there'll be a backlog of stuff coming out. 
We're not um, getting a, an equivalent of Series 2 of Lost just yet. No, not... <laughs> not yet. Well, so the writers... The writers' strike ended. That's great. Yeah. Um, they, they got some good concessions. The actors have decided, and full fucking support for them to do that, mm. the actors have decided to go, like, the writers got what they want. Fuck off, we're going to get what we want. Yeah. Good on they, you, lads. They should, 100%. Uh, full support, solidarity. X, Y, Z. Um, it does mean, for me, a needy little dweeb just out of drama school. I'm there going, oh no, nobody loves me. Oh, you get to experience uh, what I experienced a bit. Yeah, it was a uh, post... Well, I started uni in 2007. The financial crash was 2008. Oh. And then there was no work for anybody for ages. Not exactly as specific yeah. as one whole industry. No, but, but there was no work. There was no... I basically came out of uni and everyone was like, what are you going to do now? And I worked in Blockbuster in 2011 and 2012, where people would come in every day and go, I thought this place would have shut down by now. And I'm like, thank you, this is my job. Yeah. Hello, would you like a copy of Shallow Hal? <laughs> no, I think I'll have something else. They're all shallow howl. <laughs> um, but so I've had that. So uh, what I've had in my mind is a phrase by Simon Munnery, uh, uh, who's, if you've not heard of Simon Munnery, he's an amazing comedian. Mm. Um, he's uh, most comedians' favourite comedian, other than David Hall. Yeah, my favourite comedian is James O'Donoghue. So... Oh... <laughs> Um, Just a type of personality. He's... <laughs> 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 but yeah, he has a phrase which is, uh, it isn't a race, it's a dance. So I've been thinking yes. about that. That's a good phrase. Also, another phrase I've had in my mind because of, uh, of a cheeky rewatch I'm doing at the moment mm. is every day, no matter what the day is, no matter what it is, give yourself a present. Yay! It doesn't mean that you have to spend money on it. It doesn't. It could surprise no. you. Don't plan for it. Just give yourself a present. So <laughs> this week, giving yourself a yes- left-handed joystick. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yet, so yesterday, I was in central London for work. Uh, work then got uh, cancelled, but I still got paid. That's lovely. That's lovely. And I had some free time in central London, so I went to the National Gallery and I saw uh, Van Gogh's uh, Sunflowers and did a big old cry. And it was great. And then I stood in front of some Turner and had a big old cry. And then I went round the corner to the National Portrait Gallery and shook my fist and flipped off Margaret Thatcher. And then <laughs> walked around trying to find the portrait of Alistair Crowley, but they've taken that down. And I think that's a shame because it's one of those portraits. Sometimes you see a portrait of someone and you're like, the person who painted this really fancied them. They really fa- And that is one where someone had the hots for old Alistair. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a good one. Um, but, yeah, be taken down. Uh, but it was all good. It was a little cheeky treat. And That's awesome. Have I told you my Van Gogh Sunflowers story? I feel like I've said yes. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Those of you who don't know when I was David proud. knows about art. Well, yeah, and well, there's that, but then there's, oh, I've got so many Van Gogh sunflower story. 
when I was a child in the National Gallery, I went. We were told no running, no shouting. I walked into the room. I was six years old, and I saw Van Gogh sunflowers. And you spake as a child. <laughs> I said, "Mom, it's Van Gogh sunflowers," and ran right up to the rope, and then just stared at it. And everyone in the room went, "Oh." Anyway, this isn't about me. It's about you. It's so everyone good. In the though. Room went, everyone in the room said, "Oh, you insane! <laughs> Get out of here!" Um. Oh well. I'm really glad you're able to do therapy because I really think therapy is important. Uh, even if you so, is my therapist and the amount I pay him. Hey, wowza! Um, and also, well done on focusing on how to get through, not why it is shit. That is yes. the most important thing. And I realize as vague as having mantras is. And not, you know, some people like the mantras or everything. It's like, they're good things to remind yourself how to do actions. They're not the be all and end all and everything, but they do help. And I'm yes. really proud of you that. Sorry, what did you realize? Well, I realized all of last year, I was, uh, what got in my way was being afraid of this year. Mm. Uh, worried about what this year would be. I've done this year. It's pretty much as bad as I thought it was. But even still, that's fine. Yeah. And you can only deal with now. Yeah. Shall we get into the power of now by Eckhart Tolle? <laughs> Let's get into the car. And go for a, and go for a drive. And pray the, pray the Clifton Suspension Bridge Eckhart Tolle. Anyway, so... Um, hey! James, I'm very proud of you for getting through and remembering stuff. And yeah, you can only deal with now. And now is all that really matters. What has been will help you and what is going to happen, you need to plan for in certain respects. But you can only deal with now. It sounds like you're doing that very well. So um, as a result of my pride for you, I'm giving you 10,000 points. You deserve every single one. Congratulations. Big ones. Thank you. So, David... It's over to you. I, it's, I appreciate that. Oh, I welcome you. And now it's over. Goodbye. To you. It's over to you. No, it's over to you. Oh, no, David. It's over to me. I just said it. Round four. I like the fact that this has also been one of the most serious ones with some of the silliest yes. things and us yes. just not making any sense. We've talked about mental health. We've talked about Israel. Dental health. About art <laughs> and Huel. So, David, with all that in mind, David, 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 David. Yeah. <clears throat> how, are, how are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I, um, where to start? The headline, <laughs> there's a lot going on this week. Um, the headline, the big news. So last week when we chatted, I just started my ADHD medication. And I'm on something called titration, which is where I take uh, a dosage where level. Where tight. <laughs> I take a dosage level for seven days. They then double that dosage. They then triple the original dosage. So it's like one pill a day for seven days, two pills a day for seven days. And then apparently three pills a day for 13 days. Uh, last week, I was on the one pill a day. I also had a cold. Uh, I felt like it was doing something, but wasn't sure. 
what it was. Well, there you are, folks. Medication give you the cold. Yeah. Uh, I already had the cold. Um, Wednesday morning, I doubled the dosage, but my girlfriend was away uh, with some work stuff, so it was just me and the dog. Um, it was Wednesday was the day that Storm Babette was just pissing it down on Bristol constantly. Uh, but I had doubled my meds, and uh, uh, I think the best way I can describe it is... Whoa! <laughs> oh! Um, I was off my tits. <laughs> <laughs> I was buzzing. Uh, and I just didn't expect it. I think I just woke up my dog up by doing that. Uh, I didn't expect it. I wasn't prepared for it. <laughs> I hadn't planned my day accordingly. And as a result, I was a bit like wayward. I also had to like go to a meeting the other side of town. I had to give my dog several walks, but it was pissing it down. I also had a gig to do and a bunch of other stuff. Manic day, but was like, <laughs> Um Cut to the next day. I usually do Twitch streams in the morning from 11.30. I used to do them from 10.30. My whole morning is basically set up to me to ease into the day so that then I can do admin in the afternoon once I've kind of generated some joy so that my brain has something to do. However, my uh, landlord was here fixing our washing machine, uh, which had been flooding our flat. That's a whole other debacle that's not really been sorted yet. Um, but uh, so I didn't stream because I didn't want to have my landlord in the background whilst I was streaming. Um, but I'd taken the same dosage that had made me just be like, oh, um, and I booked up shops until middle of January <laughs> and sent some emails I've been meaning to send and planned a bunch of stuff. And then I went to town. I had the dentist and then I bought all the things that I'd been needing to buy, like trousers actually fit because I've gone up a jean size. Uh, and, uh, this morning I got a bunch done before my stream. And then during my stream, I was just sat here with my legs shaking, being like, and I think I've been trying to contain it now. And you can probably hear my voice have sped up because this is basically how I'm operating right now. But, um, I think ADHD medication works and I might've found my dosage level and I'm kind of terrified to up my dosage level to be stronger a bit, but I'll give it and go and see what happens. But I might like save or destroy the world, but um, so next week's will be in double time. <laughs> You're going to want to get put it on 0.5 speed, guys. <laughs> Note for next week. Um, and I spoke to my mother and my girlfriend about this, and they both said, have you seen in the news that there's a They're the same of, person. There's, <laughs> there's a shortage of ADHD medication. It's really hard to get hold of it. And I was like, oh, so I've basically, the day I've realized that this is what I need to sort my life out, the world has gone. How about no? Um, so <laughs> we'll see. Well, what do we know here. what kind of shortage this is? Is this a Ukraine no, shortage? No. One of the things I'm going to chat to my therapist about is I'm afraid to look at the story in case it's really bad and I get anxiety about it and all the positives I could take from this are completely diminished. But maybe being informed will actually help me make better decisions and not be so nervous about it. So. Um, James with life. Is ignorance bliss? Igneous is piss. Is it useful? Ah! So, um, there's that. Um, uh, last night I did a gig where it was uh, a buffoon comedy, which you've done before. 
above the yes. uh, boardroom in. Uh, is that still Bristol? hosted by cheeky lad of the sea and sky, Joe Riley? <laughs> it's run by it, but it's co-run by a few different people and co-hosted uh, by a few different. Are people. they similarly cheeky? Uh, different varieties of cheeky, but a lot of fun, uh, and they're always very good to me there. And I really uh, like running new material there because uh, I think even they will admit that for some odd reason it attracts a weird bunch. And it's that is a weird bunch. That is very a central. Weird bunch as well. It is so central to Bristol. It is yeah. like quintessentially a Bristol street. It's a lovely narrow medieval street. Mm. You're really close to the city centre. You're close to Castle Park. Uh, it's a great venue, lovely pub downstairs. For some reason, grubbly freaks all day long, all day long, scuttling little Different herbits. varieties as well. So Yes. Uh, every time I've gone there, there's been a poster advertising the furry meetup later oh. on that week. And uh, that's uh, no offence to any furries that might be listening. Uh, <laughs> but... Uh, it's it's rare that a venue will be open about hosting a furry meetup, but uh, yes. they've just embraced that uh, people out of the mainstream like to come to this venue. And fair enough. So I had basically, I'm at the throw shit at the wall stage of writing material because I've just finished my Edinburgh show at the end of August. September was a bit of a recuperation time. So end of September, beginning of October, this is just write as much as possible. Doesn't really matter. Let's see how we get on. I've been doing that and I've kind of got some stuff at the moment that I've, you know, I've been writing about having a dog, been writing all this sort of stuff. And um, uh, I was like, I might have about 10 minutes of new, which would be very exciting. I arrived and the host was like, by the way, uh, there's a guy upstairs dressed as a chicken with a bunch of other people. We think it's a stag do. We're not entirely sure. It turned out that it wasn't a stag do. It was just a bunch of friends who I think all went to uni together were like out on a weekend out on Bristol. But every single one of them, they're like, where are you from? They're like, yeah, I'm um, from Edinburgh. Um, where are you from? Uh, yeah, I'm from Warrington. And every time the MC was like, you're not really from there. They're like, no, I am like being serious. And it just turned out that they were all so posh that they hadn't got the local accent. I saw that happen to Liam Pickford once. Um, and it was fucking amazing. If you don't know uh, Liam Pickford, was... that man does not uh, take any bullshit. <laughs> no, so he turned up. It was a lovely gig again in Bristol. I think it was at the Robin Hood. Yeah. And he uh, turned up, started talking to the crowd. and went, right, where are you from, mate? And he went, oh, I'm, uh, I'm uh, actually from uh, Cheshire. He went, oh, Cheshire? <laughs> yeah. Fuck's wrong with your voice then, you prick. So, good. the thing was, is like they'd somehow ended up at this, at this comedy night. And they were all in the front material. row. And because they were so weird and they were kind of chiming in a bit, the MC only really had time to speak to them before bringing on all the acts and he actually said we've got five acts in the first section and five acts in the second section and one of them went fuck that's so much comedy (laughs) 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 Um, and I was like oh god (laughs) like 
there's a bunch of people here for the actual comedy. There's this lot who are out on a night out and they've clearly been drinking a bit and they kind of want to make it about themselves or whatever. This could be, be chaotic uh, and I had a very good set <laughs> and it was really useful. And I just went in, I just kind of started with my like old reliable material before moving on to the newer stuff and I just got them really on board. And I opened by basically being like, doing like saying that they're all all got the same accent but from different places because they're all posh as fuck and it, I, it went down well I was able to run my new material and get honest feedback from it the other people did it and at the end they came up to me like that was great and I'm like this could have gone horrifically wrong uh, but it didn't and that's nice Oh, I've got some accent facts actually about that this so is? you know uh, received pronunciation yep. RP uh, is an entirely uh, entirely made up accent. Usually, accents developed by uh, different groups of people moving to a place, and then a degree of isolation for that, so the accent has time to percolate. Yeah. Uh, RP is uh, a Germanification of Old English after uh, the imposition of a German king in the 1700s. And uh, it came entirely from the private school system uh, as a standardised way to teach the young aristocrats how to speak. Before that time, aristocrats would have probably had the accent of their town, but maybe use, using more words. So you look go to places in Spain, the accents aren't all that class verified. It's how you use the accents might be uh, wow. different depending on it's class. It's like a status symbol. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. so it's... It's a learnt status symbol, and that's why there is a universal RP um, throughout the UK. There's very little variances in it. Even if you go to places, yeah, even like that fellow who's from Edinburgh, which is a different country. There's, of course, like the more loyally Edinburgh accent, but even that is still less posh than just like fully English RP, mate. Oh, mate, what? And of course, now the accents around the UK have all started to flatten out, um, and that that happens. You know, when we have new the introduction of uh, new ways of travel, new ways of communicating. There's been an Americanization of the accent. There's also been so that you could trace to uh, neighbours being shown on British TV an upwards inflection that's been encroaching <laughs> and that we didn't have before neighbours was on British TV. Um, Are you trying to tell mainly... me that the inflection has happened both because of stuff that's happened home and away? Yes. <laughs> I was trying. I was really trying to find a different Neighbours joke. Uh, however, the problem is, is I've never watched Neighbours. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bizarre. Accents are strange, silly, bizarre, and I love them. I love them. <laughs> They're great. They are great. Um, and uh, what I really love is sometimes you find Pete, someone with an accent that doesn't exist anymore, and you're like, what the fuck is this? This yeah. is great. Yeah, very good. Uh, so my girlfriend's got family who live way up in, in the northeast, and uh, some of them still use thee and thou. Oh, yes. Vows uh, have... Yeah. Which... Actually, comes from um, <laughs> comes from a we used to use the and thou and you interchangeably, but not interchangeably. It used to be uh, the and thou. That was the uh, that was the 
uh, more personalised way of speaking. Uh, you is a oh. formalised address, Plan. whereas uh, thou is uh, is the more friendly way. Uh, and then we, as a bunch of stuck-up twats, decided to stick with the uh, stick with the formal. I think I lost you internet signal-wise there for a second. I'm very sorry, but uh, what you have said will come across because uh, you've got it recording, so that will be fine. That is why two is one and one is nothing. And one is none. We should also probably pick up the pace a little bit. Uh, so. so, David, at the end of That's all that, I I, you, know, you are what you are, and all of that gives you 5,000 points. Yes! Get in, back of the net. Fantastic. So, David... With all that said, with all to play for, it is indeed over to you. Thank you. I am just going to check because something is happening. My computer is having a fucking mare. If you listen to this, I had to restart my computer. Oh no, we're going to go to round seven. Round five. Five, fucking hell. Five. Round five. Round five is David's round. David, what have you been cooking in your little chef's hut? Round five. James, uh, this next round is called Clogging Up Your Hard Drive. Um, Are these actual saved pieces of music I made on Ableton during the pandemic? They're just sitting on my hard drive. Why have I saved them? Why? Why? If you can guess whether they are or aren't pieces of music I made on Ableton during the pandemic, you'll get yourself 5,000 points a question. Wait. Do you David, un- understand the premise? Do you understand? Yes. Great. David, yeah? if uh, music generated during the boredom of lockdown be the food of love, play on. <laughs> question number one. Is this something I made during the pandemic? Was that owl-inspired trip hop? That beat? was that was great. That was great. Was that uh, owl-inspired trip hop beat something I composed during the pandemic? I think you can only compose that during a pandemic. <laughs> yes, yes, David. Uh, one and only time during the pandemic. That is entirely correct. You have received five thousand points. Congratulations! Oh my god, that was. Uh, entitled Hoot, uh, and uh, I made that on the 10th of March, 2021, uh, the day after my birthday, <laughs> uh, which also happens to be Chuck Norris's birthday. Oh. 
I don't know so, why. Hoot. I don't know. I don't know. That was the very long lockdown, wasn't it? That was because I mean they were all very long, but that was the one that could have started at Christmas and then just went on until. I think it started January second or something. We had New Year's and then we're like we're going back in, and everyone went, "We're going back in." Fuck yeah, yeah. Um, I think we got we got told on Christmas on Boxing Day, lads, it's not looking good, mm. and everyone was like, "We know it's not looking good." I'm not with my grandma. Yes. And, like, that was around the time that they were like, okay, there's level one, level two, and level three. Level three is the most dangerous. Level two is quite dangerous. And level one is only a bit dangerous. And then where my family lived, uh, (laughs) the news came out. They're like, they're level four. And I was like, there wasn't a level four. Level three was the most dangerous. And it was like... No, they're level four. You can't visit them for yeah. Christmas. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was also like, we're not in lockdown. It's just the whole country is in tier 11. Yeah. Oh, tears. That's what it was. Yes. I was in tears. Anyway, yes. Congratulations. <laughs> that was Hoot. I made Hoot on uh, the 10th of March, 2021. James, question number two. Was this something I made during the pandemic? <laughs> What do you think? Yes. Have you got any reasoning or thinking behind that? Uh, I don't think you... I, I, it, they sounded like there was a lot of effort in that. Uh, <laughs> I don't think you... I don't think you know, whipped that up in the ten minutes before going live that I know that you write the show in. So you don't think I made that during lockdown? I think you did make that during lockdown. And it just sounds uh, like I made no effort in lockdown. No, I say there was a lot of effort in that. Oh, okay. I thought you said there wasn't yeah. any effort. Ah, there's not a lot of effort in that. I did that when I was listening to him. Like, uh, James, you're wrong. That uh, is a piece called "Officially Diagnosed," uh, which I composed on the 18th of April this year, which is the day after I got diagnosed with ADHD, and that's how I was feeling apparently. <laughs> oh. Uh, James, there's one more of these. Also, we've only got 15 minutes left. Um, let's go. As I listened to that, I realised what I've done there is uh, could probably be called CBBC Core. <laughs> 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 like mid-naughty CBBC. 
Oh, what a good dunk. Coming up, we've got Blue Peter. It's a good self-dunk there. Always appreciative. Thank you very much. Uh, Was that a mid-lockdown or a more recent endeavor? I think that's more recent. No one during lockdown had that amount of energy. (laughs) You think? Well, James, you would be wrong. That was composed on the... 10th of uh, February 2021. Don't know why I had energy that day. My God. But I did. And yes, I don't know. Uh, So, uh, James, at the end of that round, uh, you scored uh, 5,000 points. You are on 15,210 points. Jesus Christ. Over to you. Round six. Jesus Christ. Sue. Star. Um, well, David, uh, thank you very much for handing over to me. I, as is tradition, I'm going to hand over to a good old friend of mine. So uh, this is quite quite a, a spooky, irascible chap. So please hold on tight for our next guest round here. Is this enough? I'm off. Goodbye. Hello, I'm Alistair Crowley, the the wickedest man in Britain, the great Satan, 666, the beast, sovereign grandmaster, lord of Philemma, and the living antichrist. And welcome to Supermarket Sweep! (laughs) David, I've got a lot of spells on the go at the moment. Oh, I tell you what. And I am running low on supplies. Don't. You know what? I've had real arsehacks trying to get my hands on the dark occultic wares in orders ever since Brexit. Ever since we left the EU, it's been nigh on impossible to get the correct ingredients to perform a black mass. So I thought, Al, I said, that's what I call myself in my head. Al, I said, uh, it's been very wary, it's been very uh, wasteful of time if I just called myself the Great Satan 666. I said, Al, let's get a bit of a cardo on this and start to do a bit of, shall we say, handy replacements. So, David. Yeah. What can I get for substitutions for these occultic ingredients? <laughs> Number one, I oh by the way, David, yeah. each of these yeah. is worth sixty nine thousand points. <laughs> no six 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 or anything for you? No sixty nine thousand. Because I tell you what, I put it over to sixty nine. Dinner for two with a terrible view of the dark opening into the hell gate. You should see me after curry. David. Yeah. Eye of Newt. (laughs) What Um, can you replace with Eye of Newt? I am going to say you could probably replace it with Eye of Gecko. Maybe oh, some pea garden peas, some oh. bouillon, 
some bullion. <laughs> bullion. David, bloody hell, fancy lad. No, David, it's capers. <laughs> capers. You've got a lovely jar of capers. Lovely. Cannot give you the points for that, you fuck. <laughs> Question two. Tongue of frog. Tongue of frog, which you probably Tongue. use in your 69ing sessions, Alistair. Oh, um, don't. The Toad King. Oh, don't get me started. <laughs> uh, um, I know it's a series of bladders. Get away from me. You know, like a strawberry refresher? Like oh, the, a strawberry refresher? Oh, like, like, like the candy, the like, ruler-sized candy. Oh, I thought you meant like one of those fruit roll-ups. No strawberry refresher, I could suppose you might try that one out. You know what, David? <laughs> no, but I'm afraid it's not that. Uh, what I use, it, what I found, is that corn ham slices do the trick. Plus, because they're corn, they're imbued with the dark satanic powers anyway. Nice. All right, David. Blood of a virgin. <laughs> Blood of a virgin. Uh, I'm just tr- placing my order with the Weatherspoons <laughs> app. Blood of a virgin. No, of course, I'm just doing a joke, David. <laughs> oh, no. What, where would I, what would I do to replace Blood of a virgin? Um, Bloody Mary? Tomato juice? Oh, could be a lovely bottle of Big Tom. Yeah. Uh, but I'm A lovely afraid... bottle of Captain Big Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'll tell you what, for all that wickedness, I could have never have foreseen that happening. <laughs> what are you walking away from, Tom? It's family, carry on. Um... <laughs> so, no, David, unfortunately, I tend to find there's always a lot of virgin blood round the back of bo- most branches of Morrison's. Anyway, <laughs> so there's no need for a substitute. Uh, liver of blaspheming Jew... That is, by the way, also a quote from Macbeth. You can have a read of that. David, oh, treading carefully. Treading carefully, is it? Carefully Ooh. treading. How about some um, toffos? Some toffos. <laughs> no, I tell you what, I tend to get anything from the kosher section if they don't have that, truth be told. But then again, I'm also, and this is true, famously anti-Semitic. So I cannot give you the uh, points for that. And the last one, Mm -hmm. the splinter of the true cross Christ died on, inverted as a dark mockery of the divine. Um, I'm sure um, you could use like any bit of two by four um, from B&Q or what have you. You know what, David? (laughs) I might actually give you that one. Because uh, for that, I just tend to use an ordinary garden trellis. Not only is it great <laughs> for summoning Athena, but it's also handy for your tomatoes in the spring. Well, Making David... Making your own bottle of Big Tom, are we? Oh, I'll tell you what. I love Big Tom. And tomato juice is good as well! <laughs> yeah, Thomas, still give us a call. We miss you. Uh, David... Uh, at the end of that round, bloody hell. So yes. that uh, little pipsqueak, James, he's got 
15,210 points. Yeah. However, you have just smashed them out the bloody <laughs> water, mate. You've got 74,936 points. Fuck yes, I'm getting 100 pounds. So, David, at the end of the round, you've got 100 pounds. Thank you, Alistair. It's so nice well, to see you. You are a true natural when it comes to the dark arts. Have you been working in the arts long? Yes, seven years. (laughs) it shows. (laughs) I'll see you at the satanic uh, showbiz party later this month. It's just you, me, the Dark Lord Satan, Lord of Misrule, and also, for some reason, Carol Vorderman. (laughs) Bye-bye, or as we say at the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, bye-bye, He's too bloody scary for us. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> Sarah! Bye, Alistair. That was delightful. That's a <laughs> lovely, lovely smell of... Oh, uh... I should have asked him where his portrait went. Ah, uh, we should have. He's gone um, now. It's a uh, lovely smelling jasmine in the air now. Unfortunately, lots of uh, lots of uh, very offensive scrolls on the wall because uh, he found my prayer book. So at the <laughs> end of that round, David, you have a bloody one. You got a hundred pounds. Yeah. What are you going to spend it on? Um, I am going to put a bet on um, England to win the rugby. Yes, hooray. And with the other £99, I'm going to buy (laughs) all the 99 ice creams I can. Whoa, now. There's going to be a fraction in that at some point. Hmm, lovely. (laughs) Thank you for listening today to this episode of Is This Enough? Uh, James, where can we find you on the internet? David, if you want to find me, then you better start looking because I am is that James O on Insta and Twitter, and I'm on TikTok where I'm let the James begin. David, where can people go and get you? You can find me via at David Hoare, LOL on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and Twitch. Fantastic. Um, and please follow the show at Is This Enough Pod on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, TikTok and YouTube. Uh, we will be back next time with some more exciting stuff. Bob Iger from well, me! <laughs> Bob Iger from me! Goodbye, everyone! Give us a review, you little fuckers. Bye-bye. David Hoare here, co-host of Is This Enough, letting you know that I am returning to the Edinburgh Fringe this summer from the 2nd to the 25th of August with my new show, 1000% Musical Comedy, in which I will attempt to create the maximum amount of musical comedy. Tickets on sale now from the Fringe website. I will be doing a preview of the show at the Brighton Fringe on Saturday, May 4th at 4.15pm at Three Jolly Butchers. Tickets available via Skiddle. And if you'd like to see James O'Donoghue live, they're performing on Thursday the 2nd of May at Comedy Queers at Off-Broadway in Hackney. Also, you can now watch full video versions of new episodes of Is This Enough on YouTube, starting with mini-episode 4.